0: on. No. Rise up. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how we start rise up here on LFA TV, yelling, screaming, shouting, being loud for the Lord. Hey, if we're gonna be proud for something, let's have pride for singing for God. Let's 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 give all glory to him. Let's be loud. Let's be obnoxious. I don't care. Let's be super, super, super excited that we get to experience the Holy Spirit today. Huh? Amen. Hallelujah. I am ready. I am pumped up. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't even contain it once it starts. I can't even contain it once it starts. Graves in the Gardens featuring Brandon Lake. He was with Elevation Worship during that uh, during that performance. It's going to be loud in heaven with all the praise to our Lord and Savior. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, you know, folks, if we're going to... Uh, If we're going to be light to the world, then we need to disrupt. Amen. I mean, Jesus was super based, right? Jesus was like the most based person in history. And what did he do? He was sent to save all of us. But in order to do so, he had to what? He had to disrupt. He had to be loud. He had to go into the city squares and he had to say things that people did not want to hear. He had to do things that people did not want to see. Let's follow his lead. Let's follow his lead today. I titled today's show, It's Okay to Ask for Help. Now, before we even get started, I need, to, I need you to think about your life. I need to think about your husband, I need to think about your wife, I need you to think about the struggles that you've had in your lives, and I really need you to think about the times that you've rejected help or didn't ask for it when you needed it. Now, I know that some of your husbands will not allow the slurp fund to help you in your times of trouble. I know this because I've gotten the messages. I really, really wish I could accept this money. But my husband will not let, uh, will not let us accept this money from you to fix our roof. Or, or my wife will not accept this money from, uh, from the LFA family to, to, to fix their vehicle. Um, thank you for raising it for us. But please pass it on to somebody else. Does it sound like you? Sound like your husband? Sound like your wife? Or maybe this. Maybe you need help. Maybe you need desperate help. You won't ask for it. We're going to talk about that today. Because in my life, <laughs> I have needed so much help and I rejected it or didn't ask for it. And had I just accepted it when it was given or offered, or had I asked for it, had I put that pride aside and said, I need help. Had I just done that, ladies and gentlemen, I could have saved my life Myself a lifetime of heartache and pain. And here's what a lot of people don't realize. God uses people to bless other people. And if you've been praying to God for help and somebody comes along and they're offering that help, whether it be for time or for their, or with their money, their time or their money, and you reject it, you're literally blocking them from finishing what God put it on their heart to do. It's very rude, number one. And it's very counterproductive to what you've been asking God for, number two. So I know this speaks to some of you. We're going to talk about that today. But before we do anything else, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Turn down all of the noise that's in your home. Tell people to close their mouths so that you can... Focus on the foot of the cross today. So in Jesus' name, Father, God in heaven, my dad, you answer every blessing when we ask for it. You answer every prayer when we ask for it. You offer help in many different ways that we may not see What you're doing. And so often, so many of us reject your blessings. You promised us that all we have to do is accept. Just open up and accept. And most of us don't. Because of pride. The first sin. The sin that most of us have somewhere deep down. Lord, I ask you to use this show today. And use me as your megaphone to reach whoever needs to hear this message today. Lord, I completely give up all control when it comes to whatever direction that I'm to go in this show and throughout my day. And I give it all to you because I trust you, Lord. I trust you like I've never trusted before. I'm at such peace and joy. And I'm so grateful that you use me to help others, But Lord, I ask if it is your will today to go in and soften some of those hearts that are too proud to ask for help when they need it. I ask that you speak to those people who are, you are weighing it on their hearts to help somebody. Let this be the show that pushes them over that edge and says, you know what, I'm just going to help them no no matter what it costs. Lord, helping and loving each other is what we're supposed to do. And we thank you for the ability, the ability to do that, the knowledge to do that, and the direction that you give us to do that. In Jesus' name, we pray today. Amen. Amen. Over $55,000 is what this Life from America family has raised this year to help those in need. Now, a lot of the time, there's thousands of people out there that just, they won't ask for help. Or maybe they think somebody else could use it more than me. Well, let's let God decide that. Let's let God decide that. If you need help, ask a family member. Ask a friend. Ask a work associate. Ask us. Now, we may not be able to get to it. There might be people in front of you, but you don't know until you ask. There's that old saying that I use a lot in my life. You lose 100% of the opportunities that you have just by not engaging. You lose 100% of the opportunities if you don't seek them out or accept them. You just say no and ignore them. Of course, you're not going to get the help. God wants you to ask. That's another misconception I think people have. God wants you to ask. He wants you to ask him first before anybody else. Ask him. That's right, Wilson. W. Wilson says not all help has to come from money. That's exactly right. That's why I said time or money. If they're giving you their time, maybe they're giving you prayers. Maybe they're coming over and helping do things around the house that you can't physically do or emotionally do right now. It's not always money. Matter of fact, in most cases, the help that I'm looking for isn't money because I know God's promise said he'll always provide. If he provides for the birds of the air, then what makes you think he's not going to provide for you, his beloved? Nine times out of 10, I don't ask for prayers for monetary gain or monetary reasons. Even if we're still, Behind on a bill. But God knows your heart. God knows your heart. But he also knows that if you don't ask for the help that you need, then pride is still an issue. Pride is still living in your life. It's still dwelling in your soul. You've got to get rid of it. Victoria, I think most of us feel that same way. And I think that's why we're all here on Rise Up. I would ask, I I feel the same way, Victoria. I would ask all of you, after I ask God, I would ask all of you before I ask anybody in my actual everyday life. I don't think that people that are, did the, like the other few thousand people that watch LFA Live, I don't think they understand how close the 1,500 to 2,000 of us that watch this live every day, I don't think they understand how close we're all becoming because of this show. Now, I'm not saying that that's, maybe they should, maybe they should know that, maybe they should watch the show and know that, so we can get more viewers. I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm saying that of the 5,000 or so that watch LFA live every day, 4,000, 5,000 people, the 1,500 to 2,000 of us that are watching here, we're looking for something deeper. We're looking for a closer connection with God and each other, and we're finding it because we're seeking it. And I really, really really adore. I adore you and I adore this show and I adore the Bible. I adore my, my, my savior. I adore my father in heaven. That's why this show to me, if I had to get away from all shows and just do one, it would be this one. I'd give up live from America. In a heartbeat. Just to do this every day. I want to read today's description for you. Rachel Nelson says, oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. She said that in the lower part. She said, my first live rise up. Praise the Lord. Rachel, what you should do if you don't have it is you should Sign up for a profile. You should make a profile on Rumble so you can uh, be in the live chat. Also, Sun Chicky says, good morning, my friend. We need to realize that God is about to show he's not dead. Oh, I think he's showing that. Amen. I said, it's hard for you or your significant other. Is it hard for you and your significant other to ask for help when you need it? Some of the worst times in my life, in my, well, tomorrow, my 44 years of life, were shrouded in my own pride. I was too good for everyone, and in doing so, didn't accept or think I needed their help. Boy, was I wrong. It's okay to ask for help. Even Jesus asked for help from not only the people around him constantly, but also from his Father in heaven. Let's discuss this today. And help remove that pride from your lives. So I'm going to go right to the verse of the day. And the verse of the day today is going to come from Luke 22, 41 through 44. That is Luke 22, 41 through 44. And he was withdrawn from them. About a stone's throw. And he knelt down and he prayed, saying, quote, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. End quote. Then he goes on to say, quote, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Now, this was the moment that Jesus was. Sweating droplets of blood. He was in pain. Jesus was in agony. He felt alone. He felt afraid. Now I know people out there who've said. You're lying. Jesus didn't feel that way. Jesus was the son of God. He accepted fully his journey. He did. But what those people are failing to understand is that Jesus was fully man as well. So he felt everything that we felt. He felt afraid. He felt fear. He felt alone. He felt Agony. He felt pain. And he asked, please take this from me. If it is your will to do so, please take it. And was so much in agony, sweated droplets of blood. So what was Jesus doing in that moment? He was asking for help. In that moment, Jesus was asking for his father to help him. And if Jesus isn't too prideful to ask for help, then why are we? And do you know that God answered Jesus in that moment? By sending an angel to help him with his agony, with his pain, with his discomfort. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. You think God just sent that? Jesus asked for it. And God sent it to strengthen him. And being in great agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. We're going to pause for a minute because everybody's saying that there's problems freezing. Eli, are you monitoring? Do you notice any of this? Okay, other people are saying it, and I'm seeing it as well, but some people are not. So, we're just going to keep going. Remember, this is a good reason why you should always have the LFA TV mobile app. Maybe that'll help. You're freezing too? All right, well, we're just going to give it a second, folks. We, want, we don't want you to miss any of this. So just, just hold on. We'll get there. Don't worry. Good on my end. No freezing. Okay, let's move on. Let me read the rest of this. Jesus Christ in that moment. Asked for help. Now, like I said, if the son of man and the son of the living God isn't too proud to ask for help, then why are we? Do you know how many times in my life I've needed something and openly spoke about the need so much that people offer to help in the way of money or their time? And I rejected it. Why did I do that? It's because of two things, pride in the fact that you think by accepting their offer, you are burdening them. However, they're just trying to lighten your load. And it's also very rude to reject help or an offer from somebody. God put it on those people's hearts to be a blessing to you, and you rejected it. In doing so, you reject the blessing that God gave to you in answering your prayers. God uses other people to bless you. That's how it works. So if Jesus wasn't too proud to ask for help, then we shouldn't be either. He asked God to remove this burden from him if it was God's will to do so. It wasn't. However, God did send an angel to comfort him. And to give him the strength that he needed to rise up and complete his mission. God may not answer the way you think he is going to when you ask for help. But he will answer. And he will help you. You just have to be willing to accept his gesture and his answer and not reject it. It's rude. So if you need something, just ask. God wants us to ask for help when we need it. He wants you to be humbled and not proud. And we thank you, Father, for your kindness and your knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if Jesus can ask for help, folks, we can ask for help too. It's okay. Now, I know you were probably raised and your father and your grandfather or whatever said, this family doesn't ask for help. This family doesn't take handouts. Shed that. Shed it. Get it away from your life. That's pride. That's going to do nothing but drag you down into depression. Sherry says, LFA to me, I love not only sharing the love of Christ with everyone, but the safety I feel in hearing from everyone and the routine of it, the comfort of knowing real loving people are alive and well and truth. I've also heard seen a few people say, this show is for me today. That's the beauty of it all, isn't it? That's the beauty of it all. This show is for me today. Sylvia Fletcher Lebrano says, God is the reason I'm still alive. Well, I think he's the reason that we all have breath in our lungs every day, but I understand what you're saying. He's not ready for me yet. I have work on this earth to be done and blessings to share. Sylvia, yes, you are correct. You do. Amanda says, yes, it is, Jeremy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Speaking of Amanda Collins, let me show you some gifts I got in the mail. But before I show you these gifts that Amanda Collins and Caden sent me, I'd like to read a postcard that Amanda Collins sent. Hi, Jeremy. Caden and I wanted to say happy birthday. Thank you very much. For all those who don't know, my birthday is tomorrow. So Caden donated his tooth fairy money to help me buy you this wonderful multi-use flashlight to put and keep in your car safety first. Wish I could do more, but money is tight and our Lord and Heavenly Father will provide. We love you. Hope you enjoy your wonderful week and may God continue to bless you. Love Amanda and Caden Collins. This is the second young man who's taken his money to bless either me or somebody who asked for help in the Slurp Fund, Caden and Little David. I want you to know that you're bringing tears to my eyes because of your compassion at such a young age and because of your selflessness. To give away money that you earned or from the tooth fairy to help people. You are the future. You are a child of God. And you are so much better than I was at your age. Here's my four Patriots multi-use flashlight that they sent. Here's a bookmark that Sabrina is confiscating and saying it belongs to her now. Here's a keychain of an elephant, which is so super cute. And here's like a coin purse that they use over there to keep coins in. Now, coins here aren't worth very much, but coins over there, I'm sure are. That's also a keychain. I just want you to know, Amanda, and I want Kalia and your family to know as well. If you really want to know about a family, in most cases, not all, look at their children. You must have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family. Or at least you were raised by wonderful people to have that kind of, uh, to raise your children that way. Your wonderful, wonderful children. And I am so grateful to God that at such a young age, David and Caden, that you guys understand the meaning of life because you did that. I also have something else I'd like to read for you. This is a poem that was sent to me. Written by Rodney Nelson. We need to live for Jesus. Make sure the children see us as we pray for what is right every day and every night. We must pray with all our might. Don't worry who is watching. Just keep those prayers rocking. Show the children what is right every day and every night. We need to live for Jesus. Let nothing come between us and our Savior and are saved. The best things in life are free. This has been said by better men than me. So if your life is filled with stress, you may try to live with less. Time is currency. That you can't replace. So use it. Wisely slow your pace. Read from the Bible and pray every day. Let Heavenly Father show you the way. The pathway is narrow and also long. And many will try to steer you wrong. Keep the faith and let Jesus show you. For you don't ever want to have him say. Depart from me. I did not know you. I also have something else I'd like to read for you. I'm just, I'm I'm reading stuff that's sent to me in the mail because if people are going to take time to write this stuff, Rodney, great poem, brother. If people are going to be, take time to write this stuff to me, what kind of person would I be to not show it to you guys on this show? What kind of person would I be to not read these letters and display this beautiful stuff that people send? Kelly Burgess wrote an email, said, "Jeremy, you said something on Rise Up this morning. This was yesterday, about still dealing with anger, and it prompted me to share this with you. My little brother was an alcoholic since childhood, and he shared that fact with me when he was in his late twenties. We worked together to get him to sobriety with a lot of prayer and a lot of tears. He has not been sober, or he has not been sober for twelve thousand days today. I think you meant he's been sober." Once he gave up alcohol, anger became his new addiction. He gave into it so quickly and over nothing. Like you, when he got angry, he would say and do things that hurt those he loved and wouldn't even remember doing it. He finally got to the point where he was willing to talk to me about it. I asked him, had he really prayed about it, asking God to remove it, and told him that I would pray with him. After a few days of truly praying about it, And being willing to give it to God, he had a life-changing dream. He dreamed he was walking and holding a glass of water that was filled to the brim. He dreamed he was walking and holding, or in the dream, he knew he was not allowed to spill a drop of water or something really bad was going to happen. As the dream continued, he became angrier and angrier. At the point where he felt that he would explode from anger, he felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned around to face Jesus. He thought Jesus would scold him about his anger that he was carrying. But instead, Jesus said, give it to me. I'll carry it for you. Now, I am blindly reading this, meaning that I have not read this before the show. I want things that are sent to me to be real reactions. So his cup of water, full to the brim, was his anger. And the longer he walked, the more at risk he was from, over, from spilling that anger out. And just as he was about to just completely lose it, he felt a tap on his shoulder and said, I'll carry it for you. Literally, from that dream on, my brother no longer fought anger. He knows whatever it was in his life, he cannot control. He just needs to let Jesus carry it. Now my brother is serving the Lord. He graduated Bible college and works in a shelter for men who have given in to drugs and alcohol. He has led many of them to the Lord. And see's lives changed. He was recently diagnosed with, with myasthenia, myasthenia gravis, which is an incurable condition that can cause life-threatening symptoms. He was recently hospitalized for 13 days because he could not swallow. Through all of it, he praised Jesus every step. Let Jesus carry your anger for you. What you do every day changes lives. Imagine what God will do through you without the anger taking a hold of you. I know. I truly do know this anger is just Satan trying to prevent what God wants to do in your life and for others through your ministry. I love you in Christ and I will pray daily for God to show you how to let go of the things that separate you from him every moment. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly Burgess. Thank you so much. One minute prayer for dads. Providing for our children. Now that poem was talking about showing your children every day how you pray. Well, I think that's part of providing for your children. I really do. First Timothy 5.8 If anyone does not provide for his relatives, helping them, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith And is worse than an unbeliever. (laughs) U.S. Navy vet, I resonate with today's live more than ever because I am in need of help in many areas of my life. I accept God's guidance and help now and forever, grateful for people like you in this world, and donated five bucks. Brother, we're here, man. We're here. That's why you're here. Thank you for the $5. It's gonna help so much. Now, Army Dog says, I don't cry much anymore. I didn't either. Until I until I bathed in that Holy Spirit. And now I cry every day. Now I know there's people out there. I know Anna. Anna's one of them, right, Eli? She thinks she thinks real men. Don't cry. (laughs) It's all right. She's 25. (laughs) Maybe when she's 45, and maybe after having a family and children and stuff, and maybe after she gets a little further in her walk with Jesus, she'll know. I don't cry because I'm a wussy. I don't cry because I'm sad. I cry because I'm happy. I, pr- I cry because of joy. Army Dog says, I lost my son six years ago to suicide. I get it. But it feels to me, Army Dog, like your heart is hardened a little bit. I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but it feels like you've got, a, you've got some pain outside of your son committing suicide, which I can't imagine, sound like there's a lot of pain there and maybe even some, some anger, I don't know, I would assume that would be my heart, But I cry every day now because I feel like that's what I'm going to do when I face Jesus face-to-face. When I see Jesus for the first time, I feel like I'm just going to fall and just cry. I can't even... Like the pain that Army Dog is going through, I don't feel... I don't want to say this. I feel like I deserve a lot more pain than I have right now. I feel like that pain that army dogs going through that maybe some of you're going through. I feel like I deserve that pain. But Jesus just took it and said, no, you don't. I'm just going to take it. And I'm like, no, give it back to me because I don't deserve you to take it. I've been that bad. That's why I cry. You Want to know why I cry every day? Because I do not deserve this salvation. I do not deserve this joy that I get every day. I do not deserve this happiness. I do not deserve this smile. I do not deserve the breath in my lungs for the stuff that I've done. But I get it. And Jesus gave it to me. God gave it to me. That's why I cry every day. If you really want to know the truth. And when I read letters like this, you know how bad I want to take their pain? When I read what army dog said, do you know how bad I want to just go there and like take their pain from him? Say, I got it, man. I can take it. You don't need to deal with that. That's why I cry every day. Daily, we dads give evidence to our faith and to our paternal calling by providing for our children. Even in a two-paycheck family, dad is ultimately responsible for providing for the household. And from God's point of view, this responsibility is meant to be a blessing to a dad, not a curse, not a, oh, I got to do this, oh, my God, I'm the, I got, have, I have to die, I'm the one that does this all. You know, I, I used to be that way. Now I look at it as a blessing, just like this says. This is page 119, by the way. Dad, men, we praise God for his calling on our lives as a provider for the people that you have. Among my paternal duties, Lord is providing for my family. Thank you that through you I am able to do this. Though you lead me in this duty, I am the one who carries out the mandate to provide. Through this responsibility, I am not a denier of the faith, but an affirmer Of the faith. I'm acting out the very paternal role you assume for your children as a provider. Your ultimate goal as a man is to help everybody all the time. That's our job. God, keep me healthy and faithful. In providing for my family. But not only with material needs. But as a spiritual leader of my family. I ask you to help me provide spiritually for them as well. Help me keep our eyes turned on you. Army dog. I have to talk to you real quick. There's another gentleman in this chat by the name of Chris Lartz, L-A-R-T-Z. He lost his son not too long ago as well. And he reached out for help. Now, Chris Lartz and I go way back like four flats on a Cadillac. So there's a history there and in, 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 in maybe making him comfortable enough to ask for help, but I hadn't seen him in over 20 years, maybe longer, and all of a sudden he pops up here on our show, and I'm like, is this Chris Lartz that I grew up with, is this the Chris Lartz that I committed felony crimes with, is this the Chris Lartz that I went to prison with, yes it is, brother, how you doing, not so good, why, what's up, Excuse me. Why? What's up? My son is no longer with us. I think he was like 19, 20 years old maybe. His son passed away as well. So he reached out for help in two ways. Prayers, number one. And he asked for help financially to get his son buried properly with the proper services. Didn't have the money to do it. Asked for help. And you godly brothers and sisters sprang into action. And we raised the money that he needed For his son to have a memorial. You understand. How powerful that is. Let me go to my. uh, Messages here. Here's the last message he sent to me. Jeremy, the concrete has been poured for the memorial bench, and the plaque has arrived today. The bench will be installed early next week. I will send you pictures, and I ask if you shared them, do it with the Rise Up family, please. You understand now why God has me doing this? Why he has you doing this? Why he has all of us here? I got a couple videos I'd like to show you. Let me put on my headphones here. Oh man, you never know what you're going to get, huh? Grammy, you deserve to be free from pain and blessed because of how many souls you are touching. Yeah, I, I, I know that's correct. I do. I do. I just don't want to, I, I, I don't want to live my life for me anymore. You know, I want to live it for everybody else. It's just, I don't know, just different for me, I guess. I'd like to play a video for you here. I think this is a really good video, I, I, I really enjoyed this video, and you got you guys know me, I, I, I like to share the videos that I enjoy, so uh, without further ado, let's go there now.
1: Y'all believe in Jesus, bro? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Why not all the way, man? Come, come, let's have a conversation, bro, let's have a conversation real quick. What's going on, what's y'all's names, man? Isaiah. Isaiah? What's your name, bro? Cole. Cole, nice to meet you, bro. Okay, so why do you say, why do you say a little bit? I can't believe it, I me, myself. We can't see oxygen, but we know it's there. Yeah. I can't see your brain, but you're speaking to me, so I know that you got a brain. You know what I'm saying? It's the person who built your house, you didn't see the part. You didn't sit there and be like, "All right, bet." I, I know the dude name. I know where he stay at. But he built it. But he built it. But he built it. He built it. So this, by this logic, we know that all creation testifies that there is a creator. And this is what the word of God says in Romans. It says that creation itself testifies that there is a creator. And the Bible says that you are made in his image, bro. He really did die on the cross for you 2,000 years ago. And that he has a plan to redeem you, to restore you and your family, to give you eternal life. You see, a lot of people, if we ask anybody on the street, we would say, what do you do to get into heaven? What would you say to me? You got to be good. What would you say? We all learn to be good, man. All in your choices, right? So most people would say you got to be good. But the word of God says there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none good. We have all like sheep gone astray. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Y'all believe in Jesus, bro? Love-
0: Do you know how hard it is? For a youngster or anybody, but especially a youngster, to grab a microphone and to grab a a speaker and go out there and just stand and start preaching. Do you know how difficult that is? Do you know how scary that is at first to somebody? But there are people out there just, just amazing. And look at the way he's helping people. Look at what he's doing for people just by... Listening to his father in heaven. Incredible. Got another video I'd like to show you.
2: Roll it. How do you truly separate yourself from a sin that you keep on doing? Remember that the battle starts not when you're being tempted, but much earlier in the day. Resolve to yourself in your mind, even every day when you wake up, today is a day I'm not doing that sin. If today is a day I'm not doing that sin, how will I live differently compared to the other day when I did do that sin? Okay, so I'm not going to use the apps that tempt me to sin. I'm not going to let my thoughts wander onto those bad paths. I'm not going to hang out with those friends that cause me to do that sin. Whatever you need to do, you remove access to the sin, you resolve it in your mind to say no to that sin and to say yes to God. Sing that as a song. Say no to your sin. Say yes to God. Keep him first and follow his word. Say no to your sin. Say yes to God. That's what we should do. How do you truly separate yourself from a sin?
0: It's not easy to change what you've been doing your whole life. But God didn't promise easy God Jesus didn't promise easy as a matter of fact he preached the exact opposite it's going to be a battle for you people will hate you people will do to you what they did to me and if you think they hate you they hated me long before but it doesn't have to be the kind of battle that destroys you or makes you depressed you can have joy in the battle You really can. You can have joy in the battle. Now, before I play the music to send us out in, I want to read this last part because it really ties into asking for help. Jonah 2-2. Then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of a fish. He prayed in trouble, deep trouble. I prayed to God, he answered me. From the belly of the grave, I cried, help, help. And you heard my cry. Jonah asked for help. Jesus asked for help. Job asked for help. Elisha asked for help. Elisha asked for help. Moses asked for help. David asked for help. Abraham asked for help. You're not above it. Ask for help today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. With some beautiful Graves Into Gardens it's one of my favorite songs that and Jericho Walls by the way so thank you for being here on this episode 165 Sean Farish comes up next with Ungoverned followed by me yours truly live from America followed by Mike Crispy and producer Frankie for Unafraid thank you for being here thank you for blessing me thank you for your shares thank you for your likes thank you for your cries your laughs your support your donations thank you for just being you God bless you guys. I love you. See you later. There's nothing better than you.